Hey, what's going on, everybody? We are back um, with the Sports Desk. I know when y'all look at it, it says YBAB Sports Desk. We're just going to change the shit to Sports Desk because I think we can differentiate like the main show from the sports show by just giving it the, the title Sports Desk for now until we figure out some creative way of saying we're talking about sports and wrestling, right? Uh, with that being said, I'm Greg, and I'm joined by my co-host. What's going on, everybody? It's Lou. Uh, hope everybody's had a good week. Uh, ready to uh, get into last week's uh, last week's work. What's up, y'all? I'm Cash Lee on the wrestling side. Uh, here to talk all things wrestling. You know how yes, we do. For sure. Um, we've had a a full slate of podcasts this week. Um, between Young Black and Bothered, we had a really good episode of Loudmouth last night with Shannon and I, and now we're doing a little bit of a like role reversal with the sports desk being on Wednesday. Um, again, shout out to John Big Man Three Hundred Five for joining us live on stereo. I have to kind of like infer that if you join us live on stereo, you can actually interact with us live. You can leave voicemails, and we will play them as the show goes. So when you hear other people outside of the three of us talking, it's not because you're hearing ghosts. It's because people are actually listening before you get it on your like podcast platforms and they are able to interact with us live. With that mm-hmm. being said, um, we need to get into just a little bit of shooting the shit because I feel like we haven't really touched base this year so far. Um, mm-hmm. With everything that's going on, I know like Cashley, she got the new place. We talked about that the first week of January. but. Let's just catch up for a second. Like, how has everybody been? Let's start with you, Cash. How you been? Been well. Um, back on the homeowner thing. So I met with a contractor to um, potentially fence in my back porch. Um, I guess create a little sunroom kind of vibe. So uh, met with them, got the figures and the design for that so that's a go just of course gotta wait for HOA approval and all that so um yeah just just homeowner things in 2024 so excited so for sure for sure what about you Lou how you been doing okay uh you know the cold ass weather sucks you know but hey it's winter you gotta deal with it um just uh, been, been about to say a little depressed about the uh, the Steelers game, but you know what? Uh, I'm not that depressed because uh, you know what? They weren't even supposed to be there. Uh, nobody picked them to win. They put up a good fight till till almost the end of the game. So, uh, but I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Me too. Um, just same old same. Not gonna go into a whole long thing. I will say just like. Cashly though, um, I'm dealing with the what I'm gonna do with the tax money, <laughs> um, with the house situation, and mm-hmm. I'm having a a battle of roughly four things that I want to do with the house. Um, I want to put a bathroom in the basement, which would automatically add maybe fifteen twenty thousand dollars of like value to the house just because it's a bathroom, right? Um, and it wouldn't be a full bath, it'd be a half bath. Um, the second option is to put like the like backyard, I guess what you would call it is to pull up like the, the rocks and the, the brick that are there that's laid out and make it a little bit more solid. So my daughter can go out 
and have something out back. She can have little toys and stuff that she can play with in the summer, right? And then I wouldn't also have like an accumulation of like leaves and stuff intermixed with rocks back there. So that would be the second thing. Um, number three, which is probably the priority, but price-wise it's not, is the HVAC and the AC. So we found out that the HVAC and the um, AC are about 15 years old. They usually have a 16 to 18 year life, knock on wood. Um, my brother was telling me that he replaced his because it was 23 years old. And I'm fighting the battle of trying to figure out if I want to renew my homeowner's insurance and just allow them to deal with that until it finally kicks the can and then they have to replace it. Or if I just want to bite the bullet and say, you know what, I'll do like monthly installments to have a new HVAC and a new um, AC unit. So again, that's project number three. Project number four is a selfish one for me, which is converting the bathtub to the shower. Um, we have a stand-up shower, which I like, but most homes that have like a combination of both, the shower is always the smart, like the smallest part of the bathroom, right? And mm-hmm. for hours, like I'm not a big guy by any means. So the fact that I can barely maneuver around and like comfortably take a shower, it's like, it's time for me to figure out what I can do with that bathtub that's honestly getting no use. Um, the bathtub that we have in our room, like in the master, it doesn't have a shower head part. It just has the bathtub part, which to me, I'm like, okay, that's useless because like neither one of us just take like leisurely baths, right? Like we shower, like it just is what it is. So it's just real estate that's just not being used. And I want to convert it from just being a bathtub to being a standing shower with like a sliding door that to me would one add value and two, it would have a use case. Um, I've gotten some price quotes. One person was like, Oh, like eight to $9,000. Another person said 4,000. And I'm, I'm playing with the odds of that now. But in my head, I think that even if, you know, for four or $5,000, that should be not a complete renovation of a bathroom, but that should definitely be like more than just a shower, right? That should be, okay, we're going to repurpose the shower into like a linen closet. We're going to also do the shower. I'm not asking them to do the cabinets, anything. I feel like that's a project that's kind of like DIY, you know, DIY. But for me, out of the list of the four things I've said, the one that matters to me the most selfishly is the shower. We shower every day. I want to be able to shower comfortably and I want a nice shower. I want one of those showers with the, the head on the top and the, you know, mm-hmm. the head in the front. Like I want one of those, right? I don't like the shower we have now is one of those. It's not like an L shaped shower, but it's one of those like oval, like door type of ones where yeah. you can open the door and you can walk in and that's nice. But it's like, once you're in there, you have to watch your movements, right? <laughs> Cause it's like, okay, you lift your arms, make sure you don't move around. Like, no, like that may have been good in like the early nineties when it's how I think this house was built in 1988. That was nice. Then now I want a little bit more for my buck when it comes to my bathroom. I spend a lot of time in the bathroom, be it, you know, brushing my teeth, washing my face, like, you know, now doing the the ball thing, going in, shaving my head and all like I want to be able to maneuver properly, right? Mm-hmm. And just one last thing about it is the people who lived here before us, they weren't gross. They were just I don't know how they cleaned. I, I know that sounds really mm-hmm. fucked up to say. But there's nothing like, um, cause 
I attempted when we first moved in here to clean the shower drain. Um, cause again, I've lived in apartments where usually like they have to scrap everything before the next person moves in mm-hmm. versus a home where it's like, okay, this is somebody else's house. So you have, you know, you get whatever they left over and there's the shower drain. You could tell like when people, they wash their hair and stuff like that. And they, okay. Oh, I'm going to wow. say it really. Yeah. I'm going to say it disrespectfully <laughs> because th- this is, uh-huh. um, this is white people shit um, where like they let the hair go down the drain and stuff like that. And the last thing I want to do is go and reach down in the drain with gloves on. Cause you know, I ain't crazy and pull out other hair. So we hired a plumbing company to go and do that and clean it. But the shower, which is, it's going to sound like gross to even think about it. The guy was like, it's going to take, a lot. It's going to be a deep cleaning for you to actually get this completely clean. So oh, I always wow. Had this, yeah. And it was like, cause like some people just don't clean, like they don't clean their homes. Right. And I'm a really big person on cleaning homes or, you know, even if you don't clean, get somebody to clean your house for you and clean it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Right. And our cleaning lady, cause we have one, she goes and she cleans it. And I asked her, I was like, Hey, can you clean that drain? Because even, as good as the shower is, the water pressure is great and everything like that. I just, I don't like the, the vision in my head of what it was before she cleaned it and mm-hmm. what the plumber was saying. Cause I don't know. I can't reach down there. I can't see down there. And the little circular thing that's on the shower is, I won't say it's loose, but it's definitely like, I don't want to step on it. Cause if I step on it and then my, t- my foot touches what could have been dirty, what possibly is dirty, I'm like, it, it just, it give me the ick. Right. So I was like, I'd rather co- completely have a new shower, right? And repurpose mm-hmm. what that was with a closet or like a linen closet, put towels there and shit like that. I'm fine with it being that. But um, I've had friends say to me, oh, Greg, like most homes, when you try to resell them, most people want a bathtub in their master. And that's fine. But fuck those people. Like, I know it sounds <laughs> fucked up to say that shit, but. In 20, like from the person who's living here, somebody asked me, why did you remove the bathtub and replace it with the showers? Because while I live here, I want a fucking shower. Like we have a bathtub in the hallway where, you know, my daughter can take baths there and stuff like that. You know, if we have another kid, the kids can take baths in that bathtub. Right. That's not an issue. It's not like this house is just not going to have a bathtub. There's always going to be one. However, in the master Again, call me an asshole for saying this. Adults take showers. Adults, mm-hmm. like there are some who take baths and stuff like that. I'm just not one of those type of individuals who likes to sit in my own stew. Like, I, I, <laughs> when you think when you, when you think about it like that, that is the correct. Like, I know it sounds crazy. Hot hot water, bubble baths, and shit like that. It sounds good in theory, right? When you're out of town, you're like, oh, I'm going to take me a nice bubble bath and all that. You got the big bathtub, right? But then when you have a bathtub that you have to clean and you just realize you sat in your own, like, how do you get clean? Somebody really needs to answer that question. <laughs> like, I feel like, I'm well, not yeah, sure I mean, people take baths. I mean, if you clean it like a real good before you get in it, I mean, exactly. Be right, but, but yeah. Yeah, but after, like, I'm not saying, I, I know it's going to sound really weird, but after you get out, then you have to clean it again because it's dirty again. And I'm, I'm not shitting yeah. on people who take baths, but I just, as a guy, I know I jog, I run, like, I exercise and stuff like that. And, you know, my wife, 
you know, she exercises as well. And if she does want to take a leisurely bath, be my guest. You just, once I figure out what I'm going to do with the shower, she can't do it in the master bedroom. She needs to go into the hallway and go to that bathroom to take a bath. Our bathroom is pretty large. The issue is when we moved in here, the boxes that we were attempting to check were she needs her own sink because in the morning when she's getting ready, I'm pretty much like, I can't go into the bathroom. It's off limits. It's like, oh no, this is my bathroom to get ready. So you need to go somewhere else. So that was one of the things I wanted was my own sink, right? She got all the other things that she wanted. The only thing I want now that I live here is just a standing shower with a sliding door with a, a whole new floor. That, that's a whole thing for me as well. I want the shower to be new. So when I look down in the drain, I'm like, you know what? Guess what? That's my shit. Like, that's like, that's my hair or something like that. It's nobody else's shit. Because, um, again, it gives me the ick thinking about because there were only three people who lived in this house before us. Right. Like three families. And you never know who the people were before you that. Right. Like how they shower, how they clean. And for me, not to be like a clean freak or a neat freak, there's something to be said about that. Um, but I, again, I don't want to give people the ick. Let, let's get into the sports. Let's get into the wrestling. Boy, um, damn. Um, let me let me just say this, you know, regarding wrestling. Um, Cashley has fully thrust me into New Japan. Um, yeah. Before you even get into WWE, I wasn't. Ex- I missed TNA. I can comfortably say because I was actually watching, you know, just other stuff on Saturday night. But New Japan, I did not miss, and thoroughly entertained by it. And we text all like mm-hmm. Saturday night and even Sunday, and I was like just talking about how enthusiastic I was, and I felt like I've been missing out all this time on good wrestling. So that, that's what I wanted to say, just to lead us into wrestling. Casually, the floor is yours. Yes, so basically the the event that Greg is speaking of is Battle in the Valley, and that was this past weekend, and I do want to briefly run over some of those matches. Um, So starting off is actually a match between TJP and David Finley. Now, this one is really important to watch, too, because the two factions, United Empire and Bullet Club War Dogs, will be facing off this weekend in New Beginning in Osaka. Um, I'm sorry, New uh, new Beginning in Nagoya in Japan. So definitely one to watch this one. And David Finley was able to pull out that win. Um, next one, we had the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships with the champions of Phantasmo and Hikaleo um, retaining their titles against Clark Connors and Alex Coughlin from Bullet Club War Dogs. So another example of that storyline that I previously talked about. So they're going to be in that one too. Um, next up was the New Japan Women's Strong Championship. Uh, current champion Julia, who you all need to watch out for as well. She's also a really hot topic, a potential free agent. So keep your eye on the streets for that one. See where she goes. She's currently with stardom, but she's current champion. She defeated Trisha Dora, who the black woman that I was telling you all about as well. So she's dope. So it was great to see her in this ring. She's been training really hard with New Japan, so we'll be seeing more of her as well. Um, Next up, we had Matt Riddle in his first time in a New Japan ring, teaming up with Jeff Cobb to face TMDK, Zack Sabre Jr., and Bad Dude Tito, and they were able to pull out that win. Um, They actually looked really good together, so we'll see if they, Matt Riddle and Jeff Cobb work together again in New Japan at some point. 
Next up was AEW Continental Crown with the champion Eddie Kingston facing Gabe Kidd from Bullet Club War Dogs. Um, this one was as unhinged and crazy as I thought it was going to be. It ended in a double countout. Um, let me just say, I, I really, I really love Eddie Kingston. Gabe Kidd, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about him. He is like extra unhinged and sometimes it can be kind of overwhelming. It's like, you just want to tell him to sit his ass down somewhere. Um, I mean, he's good in the ring when he's in the ring, but it's like, he's just, He's just mad unhinged, and it's like it's, it could be a bit much at times. Um, next up is uh, the notice qualification match, which, of course, y'all know was my favorite of the night. Um, Shigo Takagi faced John Moxley in a notice qualification match. So there were tables, there were chairs, there were trash cans, trash can lids, Kindle sticks, all, all that good stuff. However, just, these two in the ring, they they look very good together. Like they just really bounced off each other really hard, and I really enjoyed it. Like I said, match of the night in my opinion. Um, and the crowd really loved it as well. So, yeah. So this match went uh, twenty six minutes and sixteen seconds, where John Moxley able to pull out the win with the Death Rider. Um, I, I I will table this at some point, but I do want to get into how good Shingo Takagi is. Um, he's someone to definitely watch, one of my favorites. It's hard for him to have a bad match. It really is. And I do want to give him his flowers one show, so definitely want to table that for a future show. Um, going to the main event, uh, Kazuchika Okada facing Will Ospreay in his last match in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, with, of course, Okada pulling out that win in uh, 28 minutes, 34 seconds with the Rainmaker. Um, Will Ospreay, he, he's he's dope, and um, he's definitely one of the best out today. He's another one that has not had a bad match. Um, so shout out to him and his uh, endeavors here in the U.S. He will be with AEW more full time. Um, and given the relationship with AEW and New Japan, I'm pretty sure he'll be in a New Japan event at some point in the future, but shout out to him in a very emotional match with him and Okada. So yeah, that was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed this event overall. This is probably one of the strongest events, uh, strongest New Japan, strong events that they put on in a very long time. So um, Greg, what were your overall thoughts for what you saw? Uh, for me, um, I just, I don't know what I was expecting but for me, it felt like they over-delivered to me. When I say over-delivered, like, mm. I was really, like, impressed. I even said something to the effect of, is like, the, the structure of the wrestling at New Japan just, it felt different. Like, everything mm -hmm. just, it felt cleaner. Like, the, the way that they wrestled, they took the ball, like, everything just felt right. And I haven't seen that in a while. Even in AEW, mm -hmm. um, WWE, obviously. But everything just felt clean. It felt like they put on a really good show and I have been missing out for God knows what reasons me being, you know, just a fanboy of WWE. But I, I looked at a lot of these matches and I was like, wait, like I have to start watching in order to be familiar. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I had a couple questions like Jacob for two, like, is he a, a member, well, not a mem like a member of the bloodline, but is he like family? At all to them? Yes. Or he is he is actual blood family. 
Okay. So that, yeah. I was like, again, I'm pulling from the knowledge that I do know of like the yep. two family and everything. I was like, okay, like this makes sense. Right. And then mm-hmm. I, I know this, he isn't related to Jerry, but like Tom lawyer, I think that's what his name, uh, Lawler. Uh, I think that's what his name is, but like looking at like him and like, that was like a, what do you call that? Match? The death rider match. Right. So that match was just fire. Uh, obviously, you know, Moxley, I, I was just waiting for him to bleed. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just, that was just my thing. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I found out a way that we can go and bet on when he starts to bleed. Like, will mm. it be in the first three minutes? Will it be in minute like four through six? Will it be after 10 minutes? Like, I, I think that's how we can start like parlaying, like, when Moxley will bleed in a match, right? Because it's right. given me like Mick Foley vibes of, well, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's bound to happen. When will it happen? Is it like yeah. early in the match? Like, I, again, his matches have been like thoroughly entertaining so far. Then the last, I'd say four months, I've actually paid attention to both AEW and now New Japan, right? Um, Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. like, I've watched highlights of him since Saturday and I was like, I've missed so much. I've really not been in tune with wrestling as much as I thought. I thought that I knew wrestling and it was just like, no, I was just one little bubble, one little nest. And there was so many other nesting bubbles that I could have been a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. And that match, I actually rewatched twice <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because I thought when you would say you were rewatching, you know, I was like, let me go ahead and rewatch as well. And that was the first one that came up. So I watched it and I was like, Oh, like I was not expecting when they said 60 minutes, it, it, it mm-hmm. felt like 60 minutes, even though it really wasn't yeah. 60 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. just the the way that it was structured, the way that, again, they took the bumps, all these things just mattered to me. So much so, um, hear me out, because this is a wild thing. I put New Japan on my schedule. Oh, <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. I, I, okay. I put it on my calendar. Um, and anybody who knows me now, like, the past like five or six months, I've been, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen, right? So my calendar says right now this. To, well, not tomorrow, Saturday, there is another like AEW car, but it's not like on TV, right? So I have to kind of like find it on IPTV, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, they have something on Sunday. Like, again, I just pretty much took the calendar that they had on New Japan's website and put it in my phone because I wanted to know like what are the things I need to watch? Like, what are the the new Japan's that I'm, I'm missing out on. And a lot of the stuff happens on like Saturdays and Sundays. Right. So it gives me time to actually like focus on what matters. And if I had the time to watch them. Right. And they don't kind of interfere with UFC for me, which is, I think a really good deal as well. Um, but I am keeping new Japan on my radar. Um, probably more than I will with WWE this year. We can talk about that later. Uh, but what I do want to mention about new Japan and it's, a kudos to them is when I showed you in the group chat about the like pay-per-views that IPTV had, and you had mentioned that there were even other like wrestling matches and stuff yeah. that were happening, like mm-hmm. wrestling. I'm like, yo, that was wrestling. Like this, it feels like there's always, even if it's like not WWE quality, there's always mm-hmm. like wrestling happening somewhere. And oh, those yeah. are the ones that you need to watch. And when I say you need to watch, like New Japan, obviously, like they have a name, but there were certain like factions that I had heard of, and I didn't know I had a friend on Instagram that wrestles, and there's like a 
a Philadelphia wrestling league. I think that's what it's called, whatever um, the faction is there. And he's a big name there. He was like the intercontinental champion. And, you know, I messaged him and he was like, oh, he pretty much was telling me like, you know, thanks for looking out, you know, and just being a fan and everything like that. He was telling me where I need to start watching. And he gave me this list as if like he had it saved on his phone. And I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this on IPTV. Cashley's mentioned this. Like, what, like, what am I missing? Like, right. So when I s- sent that photo and you were like, oh, that was on too. I was like, get the fuck out of it. That was, that was more wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. as, again, as somebody who's been kind of spoiled with WWE and having like a, a presentation biased, like where I feel like I'm looking at wrestling, like, okay, it has to be WWE quality with the entrances and all that. And it's like, when you get outside of that and when you actually like for me new japan kind of like set a precedence for me because i'm sitting there, I'm like wait a minute like what do they do with the turnbuckle that was the first question i asked this was i was like okay how do they climb the turnbuckle because there's no real turnbuckle they have like the the boxing like awnings in the corner right so i was like how do they climb it and then when i saw moxley jump i was like what the fuck like wait a minute like so they don't they don't have a care in the world this is my type of carrying on here so right uh, again <laughs> I, i'm like really enthusiastic about wrestling again um i'm hoping at lewis as well because i feel like we could talk more about it i just have to do my research and figure out in the next i'd say like two or three months because again it's going to be mania season soon i need to figure out from these other small factions like who are the people that i'm going to follow like who is someone from new japan and i can say you know what i'm following them because i like them um, cause I remember I told you this is back in like 2022 and I was like, Oh, I really don't watch like at the time it was what TNA. And I was like, I don't watch TNA, but I, I really liked, uh, Luchasaurus. Right. I was like, Oh, like I, I like his presence. Right. Like it's like in ring skills are kind of dope. So I've always followed him ever since then. I don't watch every match, but I resonate with him because I know who he is. And once you start like following your person or the person that you like, you start seeing other people that they wrestle against. And that's something that I right. know from yep. WWE. I just didn't apply it to all these other factions and stuff. And I think that's where I need to get back to with the, the idea of finding somebody that resonates with me in these like federations of wrestling and just go from there. And Saturday was it for me. Cause again, Osprey, Mm-hmm. Obviously, Moxley being there was really dope, but the yeah. fact that it was just it was clean wrestling, and when I say clean, it just it was like a breath of fresh uh, fresh air. I didn't have twenty minutes of Booker T talking. I didn't have just like mm-hmm. filler. It was yeah. just like nope they they talk for a minute, but then they go straight into the shit and the matches. Like I'm still the Iron Man match or you know the the sixty minute limit match only being twenty was twenty six twenty seven minutes. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is fire, bro! Like again. New Japan, thank you for starting 2024 properly because oh, yeah. I, as somebody who's been really scorned again with WWE, they, they WWE hooked me in 2023. There, there was a lot of good going on, right? And then mm-hmm. between, um, I'd say Octo- the end of October and January one, shit just jumped, the, it jumped the shark. And then the rock coming out, I was like, here we go again. Here we go with this rock scene of two bullshit. I don't want it. <laughs> like I need something else. And yeah, it, it it's just become unbearable. And I'm, I'm not trying to tie in the, the federations or anything like that, or the like factions, but for me, seeing the rock come out again, it just, it made me think 
you know what? Let me go and see what's out there. Let me see if the grass is greener on the other side. And not only is it greener, it's that Kentucky blue. It's that shit that you're like, damn, like mm-hmm. you, you, you make your, <laughs> you make your neighbors yeah. envy you because your grass looks better. And New Japan just, it looked, it was just so polished. And I, yeah, they, they have a fan in me. So again, shout out to New Japan. I will be watching mm-hmm. this year. You're on the schedule. You are on the calendar. Um, again, not every match I'm going to watch, but there's some that I already told myself, I was like, I have to try to figure them out. The one that I have circled though is the one, cause I just like the name of it. It's a uh, Fantastica Mania. Yeah. Like, what the hell yes. is this? Like, <laughs> I was like, what? That's their the, joint show. They hold yearly with um, CMLL, which is a Mexican promotion, which is like one of the biggest um, promotions in North America. So definitely check them out as well. Um, they mm-hmm. produce um, Andrade. Um, Rocky Romero has come out of there. Uh, Tessie Unito, he did excursion there. I mean, they they're huge. Like, um, uh, they're real. He was there at one point. Um, mm-hmm. it's huge. So yeah, definitely. Well, well, we, we are going to have to, maybe we can live re like, I'm trying to figure out a way that we can like live watch this stuff. Uh, obviously you can't do it mm-hmm. on like Instagram cause they'll try to flag us or something, but oh yeah, I can like, like go on like zoom or something or just like watch it that way. But honestly, yeah. I just like, I like IPTV. I ain't gonna front. So but that, that Fantastic Mania, I was like, okay, I see the little dig there with the mania. You know, it's mania season and shit like that. Like, yeah. okay, that, all right, I'm with it, right? And then, like, the <laughs> other one, I'm just looking at the calendar, right? Because the way that they have it scheduled on New Japan, they have it scheduled for, like, the entire week, which I thought was interesting because it's like there's always something going on for these weeks, right? They have the Japan right. Cup in March. So I was like, okay, cool. And they only oh, had yeah. everything up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the is it the week after Mania? Because um, this is April twelfth. They have it in Chicago, the Windy City Riot. Yeah, Windy City like, I've Riot. Heard of that. Yeah, I, I look at that one definitely. Yes. So y'all, yeah, I'm telling you, Cash is gonna get annoyed with me because we ain't gonna be talking about Roman hey, <laughs> in about ninety hey, days. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm with it because yeah, I mean, I, I know it, it's January, so normally around this time it's the kickoff to Mania season with the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. which is actually next weekend on the twenty seventh. However, I mean, let, let's just quickly see what's the, in store for the Royal Rumble so far, right? Um, so they have the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, mm-hmm. Roman, uh, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles, and LA Knight in a fatal four-way. Um, I mean, are we excited about this? No. When you read that <laughs> off, I was like, haven't I seen that match before already? <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like some shit I've seen twice. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. like yeah, sure, like sure, like if, if that's what y'all want us to do again, like <laughs> great. Like we saw that shit in two thousand and eight, and here we are again. Like, <laughs> like what? No, I'm not. why do we have to suffer? Why? Why must yeah. we suffer with this shit? Enough's enough, bro. Like, I, fucking let, let's let's just go there because we we. We we love New Japan so much now, including me, because Greg is a fan. <laughs> you, you hooked me, Cashley. You lo- I love it so much. But let's just get mm-hmm. back into WWE real quick because um, I, I have a bone. Yeah, to pick. 
Yeah, before we do, I see we have a voice note, so can mm-hmm. we go ahead and play that real, real quick? Let's go for it. Hey, you guys talking about wrestling in this forum, yeah? I've got a cousin that's a wrestler, you know, he's just won a championship in the UK. Yeah, what? cool. Cool beans, man. That is dope. Oh, shoot. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's dope. That is yeah, like, uh, yeah, Indigo, if, you, if you're still in here, let us know what promotion. I'm familiar with Rev Pro UK, so if it's that one, definitely shout out your cousin, because I've probably seen him. Oh, that is crazy. That is crazy. Oh, again, yeah. you never know who people are or who they know. So that is, right. wow, bro. So uh, shout out to him, man. Hopefully, you know, yeah. you're in here. And if you're not in here, keep coming back, man. You can just tell us some stories about your cousin right. and everything. Bro, that would be so dope, man. Oh, so yeah. with, with, with that being said, we have to briefly talk about, you know, we've already talked about Royal yeah. Rumble, which, again, I didn't realize that it was next week. Um, that gives me something to watch, luckily. Um, well, yeah, but, the fact that, you know, we kind of forgot about it just shows there's not a whole mm-hmm. lot of excitement about it, so. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. I think well, what we should do, do anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I think the only way we can make um, it fun this year, because I, I don't see the build-up being any fun. I don't I'm not really entertained by it by any means. Um, I think what we should do is pick five people, right? Five people that either are on the post or you think they're going to be a mania and give them their entry number, right? Like, mm-hmm. we just say, okay, like, Cashley says, okay, like, just throwing out a name, like, Edge will be entrant number nine, right? We know Edge is obviously not with WWE anymore, but we have to pick five people that we think will be in the Royal Rumble and we have to figure out their number. And at that point, um, I don't have a prize for us, but I definitely think it would just be fun to see like, oh shit, like, you know, Lou was right when this person came, when John Cena came out at 30 or something, like, fuck, please don't right. let that happen. But <laughs> I just spoke that into <laughs> yeah, existence. Exactly. But, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, just, I think that would be a good way for us to kind of like, not only watch it, but make it like a game or like a contest for us to not gamble on it, but just have something to say about it. Because right now, right. it's right. it's right. not really appealing to me. I'm just not, I'm not there yet. Yeah. But <laughs> um, let me let me see what 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 else can I say about WWE? If if anything, um, I don't like Raw anymore. I think I'm comfortable. I can comfortably say that it's and hard to watch. Not, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a bad three hours. Uh, and you would think, and I know it's going to sound crazy because we record on Mondays. I don't miss the moments that I could be watching Raw instead of doing the pod. Like, I'll be watching it, like, actively while we're recording. And then I, I'm just like, uh, like, is this worth three hours? I feel like it could be a two-hour show. Because, honestly, I'd say maybe... 45 minutes of it is just nothing but flashbacks of the previous week's highlights or right. just filler conversation. No, like stop telling me about SmackDown on Raw. Start telling me about fucking Raw. Like, what are we doing here? Like, they're essentially, Raw has become Sunday Night Heat, which is like, okay, we watch it because it's just like, it's it's free wrestling, but it's it's not good wrestling, like by any means. So, Sunday Night Heat. 
It was bad. But it, it, the thing is, it was so bad that everybody still wanted to go and watch um, Sunday Night Heat. Not because they cared about what was happening on Sunday Night Heat. We just all wanted to go to WWE New York. I know I did. I was like, fuck. They got a WWE thing. You could actually see the wrestlers at, you know, walking through the restaurant and shit like that. I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, I want to do that. I wouldn't now because, I mean, no. But Raw, when I turn on it now, and I'm like, bro, y'all realize how fucking bad this is, right? This is so bad that they started playing the commercials on Raw while Raw was still on. That's when you know shit's bad. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. it's something we all wanted. We were like, why don't you just show us the matches while the commercials are happening? They're not even doing that. What they're doing is <laughs> essentially showing us like talking points or people doing like um what you call, like commentary while the commercials are on. Fuck those commercials, bro. Like, no, give me wrestling. So again, they have to figure it right. out because again, I am not a fan. So fuck them forever. So Yeah. That, that, that's my just yeah, as far as the highlight for me for Raw is Shinsuke Nakamura. He's he's like my highlight so far yeah. for Raw. Um, they're letting him do his promos in Japanese with the vignettes, which I'm really Ooh. enjoying. Um, yeah, so I, I'm glad they're letting him do that because he mm-hmm. can actually bring out more of himself. And I mean, you know, we can we can be exposed to some more culture. You know, it's foreign language. We can be exposed more yep. to that. So you know, you know, letting him be more of him, of himself, and, and more of his character, um, which I love. However, it's time for him to have a bigger title now. I mean, yeah, they've had him, you know, pretty much hanging mid card for a few years now, and it's it's like okay, if you if you're letting him be himself with this character, like he's got to have a title now. Like, exactly. I want him to at least have an intercontinental title or even the world title. I can see him definitely having the world title mm-hmm. and having some awesome matches. So, WWE is on y'all. I mean, y'all got him in this, you know, character that we like now. So, you know, <laughs> do, do, yeah. do something with him. So, yeah, they figure it out. I just hope they continue because, like, yeah, man, shit definitely. Can, you know, but. Again, it's just, it's raw. It's WWE. They have to figure out, I don't even want to say it's WWE. It's just the brand. Um, they're trying to figure out what to do in the post Vince era. And right. they're just not completely there yet. They're, they're, they're figuring it out, which is a good thing, but it feels like they're also holding back because they, they really can't fuck this WrestleMania up. They, they really, can't. Oh, they yeah. don't have, they don't have an opportunity to fuck up anymore. Um, and after like the, the stone cold mania and everything I was like oh yeah y'all have to show and prove at this point like y'all mm-hmm. you, you blew, they blew Bray like this time last year so it's like yeah. you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta start showing people what they want which is they want to be entertained and they want to see their favorite people I know I do mm-hmm. and I can't be alone in that that battle so WWE it's time like let us know what you're gonna do Cause I'm ready right. when y'all are. I I will be watching Mania. I will be watching Royal Rumble. Uh, what is the Elimination Chambers in? Um, is that in March or is it in February? I think it's February. That's February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be watching that. Um, hopefully they figure out like if Damien is going to fucking cash the like. I know you had mentioned that cash. Right. Like, is he going to yeah. cash the money in the bank? 
I would like to see it in, in my lifetime because uh, right. I think it's time for us to know. Like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is he going to do with it? So, right. hopefully they figure it out. But I'm going to be on New Japan because New Japan makes me happy. I, I, I was very <laughs> pleased with New Japan. So, let, let's just yes. keep the party going. Yeah, um, definitely. Do you, do you have anything else with wrestling before we talk our um, shit? We, well, um, I do want to do some quick shout outs to um, some appearances. So one being Mustafa Ali. He's on his world mm-hmm. tour. Um, in case we all, you know, we all remember him from WWE and how they fumbled him majorly. Yep. But I mean, this guy is, he's the draw. We always knew he was. Um, Mustafa Ali, before he was added, um, after he was added to the Windy City Riot, Riot Show in New Japan, mm-hmm. that that whole show was sold out. That show is sold all the way out now, and it's an arena show. So that lets you know people have always wanted to see this guy. Um, he was on GCW. Um, I mean, he he's just hitting promotion after promotion. Like he's awesome. Like he he's good on the mic. He's awesome in the ring. I mean, he had that that star power we always knew he had um shout out to jungle boy jack Perry um from aew um we haven't seen him since the whole cm punk fiasco and he showed up at battle of the valley and actually ripped up his uh (laughs) aew contract so that's that's a whole (laughs) storyline brewing right there so let's i saw yeah let's keep our eyes on him yeah people like half the people didn't know that was a work or you know, was, right? You know, w- what was going on with that? So, yeah, that is crazy, right? Yeah, because you know he was involved in that whole CM Punk mess, and mm-hmm. you know, based off a little little comment, and I think it 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 may have, it was probably a overreaction on CM Punk's point, and Jack Perry pretty much paid the price for it. So no one had seen him since, but he showed up at Valley in the Valley. Um, definitely a shout out to formerly known as Dana Brooke. Um, she showed up at TNA, um, Hard to Kill event this past weekend as well. Um, wow. and she's about, to, yeah, she's about to make her in ring debut, uh, this weekend, I believe. Um, but yeah, and definitely shout out to Trinity over in, um, TNA. Um, she lost to Jordan Grace this, uh, past weekend in her match, but it was a very awesome match and the crowd really enjoyed it. So shout out to Trinity for betting on herself and doing very, very well. Um, yeah. And, and that's pretty much it. So definitely keep your eyes on TNA as well. Nick Nemeth also made an appearance before I forget that too. So he was also appearing in TNA. So keep an eye out. Okay. So like all the people that could have succeeded with WWE, are now just doing the damn thing other places, man. Love to see it. Yes. I, I love to see yep. it, man. I don't want to say I love seeing WWE fail, but fuck they be failing. Fuck they, <laughs> fuck they yeah. be failing. Um, <laughs> boy, man, just blowing it. Just, I, I, I don't have yeah. anything else. It just, um, we'll, we'll just one last thing before we go. Um, mm-hmm. At some point, we definitely have to talk about the tribalism that exists within the internet wrestling community. Because with all this wrestling going on, there's really no reason for people to cape so hard for one particular promotion. So yes. we need to talk about that for a future show. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I think that that should be next week. The instead, you know, okay. we obviously do the normal recap. We just like make a note of that so we can have it for next week's like docket. Have that and definitely have our Royal Rumble like the the top five. I think that would really be a good mm-hmm. like topic for us next week because I, I got yep. some like not heavy hitters or nothing like that because they ain't nobody important, but people I would like to see show up at you know. Not at Royal, I'm sorry, at Royal Rumbles. That's what I do want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't believe I'm fucking excited about wrestling again. What, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> Th- thank you, New Japan. Th- thank thank you. Dang. I, remember I sounded like this last yeah. year with like WWE and then it just like, uh, like jumped the shark. Yeah. And now, he, he, look at us. Look at us. I'm like that, uh, that gift with, um, Forgot the comedian where it's like, look at us here again. Just I forgot what it was. It was him and the other dude standing. It's like a gift. I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, look at us. Who would have thought we would have been here? Like that one. But right. Either way, like thank thank you for telling us about like wrestling this week. Um, I felt good that both Lou and I actually participated and like watched and we knew what you know certain people are and we actually watched. It, it just makes me feel good because. Right now, um, Lou and I are going through the motions with sports. And it's not a good feeling right now. It fucking no, sucks. Really not. <laughs> it's not a good feeling. Really, really. It makes you want to cry, bro. It, it, it make, I feel like, yo, like. Yeah, I'm looking, th- th- it's, it, it's to the point it's so bad. I'm looking for other stuff to watch on TV, and there's really nothing else to watch. Nothing. Nothing. It's, it's oh, gotten man. that bad. It's gotten that bad. So let, let, let's segue into that before we get to the wild card week. Um, Lou and I have been having what we would like to call the blues. Um, and this is <laughs> um, mainly due to like the NBA blowouts. I've resonated with this officially tonight. Um, and I told Lou this yesterday. I was like, you know what? We're not going to do pregame bets. Um, or we're not going to do a lot of them because like, you know, we still want to get good odds while they're there, right? Before they completely like shit the bed and tank. But basketball has gotten so, well, NBA has gotten so bad with the blowouts that it's hard to watch live and it's hard to bet on because the books have pretty much said, we're going to rob everybody day in and day out by changing the rules, removing stats that are like readily there. And just the the spreads, the money lines, the prop bets, everything is just so fucking disgusting that we, I think, Lou, you were right when you were saying, like, it's hard to watch sports and not bet. So now I'm trying to figure out what the fuck can I do to just not bet at this point? Because NBA is really that brutal, bro. Like, it's it really sucks. How do you feel? It, it is. Well, it's it, like, you know, a lot of it has to do with matchups, too. But I mean, like, and, and that's the thing right there. Last night's game, Miami Toronto. Okay, Toronto just traded away their best player, and then end up beating Miami by like forty. <clears throat> Nobody saw that coming. You know, everybody was on Miami to win that game. So, like, yeah, to your point, it's it, you know the NBA is. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it gives me a headache. It really gives me a headache. Because what you think should happen doesn't happen. And when you're like, well, well, that's never going to happen, does happen. So Always. You know, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, two sides of a coin, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, it, it's, <clears throat> it's bad. Um, yeah. To the point where they can't give me, like, 
like Lou was lucky enough to get free bets today. Um, the free bets at this point, they don't matter for me. It, it doesn't matter. I, I was so happy on Tuesday that I think I, I won like 200 bucks, right? Off of a, like a $2 ticket. So happy about it. And I say this every time I do have like a little hit like that. I'm like, you know what? I'll risk $2 if I know I'm going to get 200, right? Like I'm with that. Um, cause I do bet really small. My unit, um, what do you call it? My unit management is shit because I'm not a believer in the, the whole idea of monitoring your units. I'm not here to gamble forever. Like Lou knows this. I, what the fuck? I'm not going to, I'm not gambling for 40, you know, for 40 years. I want to get my four five, six figures and get the fuck out. That's just who I am. I've resonated with that. It makes sense to me. Right. So I can't understand why there are some people on our band list that they, the reason why they can't come off the band list is one, I've been lazy and I haven't checked it and I haven't gone and said, you know what? I'm absolutely not betting on them. But also point number two to that is half of the fucking league is on our band list. Oh, shoot. Like, I looked at our band list. It's like, if it's not teams, it really it's slates. <laughs> if it's not slates, it's it's star fucking players who you're like, yo, there's no way. Like people like Jordan Poole, they're always going to be on the shit list forever for me. There, there's no way like I could ever like feel comfortable betting for or with Jordan Poole, right? But when I see that people like Emmanuel Quickly, who everybody is on. It's like, okay, like these cappers and stuff, like I know some of them work with the books. I know this. Um, And the reason why is because they're always saying, hey, you know what? Like here's subscriber money. And I can comfortably say this. Lou knows like we get all the the capper plays for free. I'm not going to tell you how or where, but we do. Right. Because I'm not paying somebody $150 a month, $300 a month to give me their predictions on who's going to score. Right. Right. Fuck no. Like I didn't. I will say I paid. $7 a month until I was like, I hit, you know, for a couple hundred dollars. I was like, you know what? I'll pay the $75 lifetime, right? I'm completely fine with paying $75 to get all of the plays. Because again, I don't have the time to go and, um, what do you call it? I don't have the time to go and look for this shit all the time or do the research, which I, I think I'm validated in saying. The issue is these players can't even get not their their average. They can't get half of their average. Zach Levine can't get fucking 20 points. Jordan Poole can't make 13 points. Jalen Brunson, he's supposed to, like, in a game where it's like, you're the person that's supposed to score, you have 23 points, and you're supposed to average 30? It, it, it hurts. Emmanuel quickly, right? They done traded half the motherfucking team. You played 27 minutes. 12 points, two rebounds, two assists. What have you done all day? What what have you done? It it really fucking hurts because it's like, yo, I, I would really like to entertain gambling. And I understand it's very volatile and stuff like that. But it's definitely a thing where I feel like the sports books are doing that shit with, um, what do you call it? Um, like the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where they're making, they're like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got fucking... 26 points, half of the world has you for 30 points. How about, since it's halftime, you just don't do anything for the rest of the game. You're like, what the fuck? How? 
He scored 26 points in the first fucking two quarters. So right. the, all the third quarter, he, you know, he sits on the bench. I'm like, all right, cool. He's going to come out in the fourth quarter. We just need four points, just four points. And then you're like, okay, he didn't play. You know, if he did play in the third quarter, he was just doing cardio. Fourth quarter, he comes in. You're like, great. He's in, you know, whatever the player could be. You just insert anybody because it happens too much, right? Person comes in that you need four points for, example, you know, just bar line, right? They go and they do cardio all third quarter. Fourth quarter, they sit for the first five. Yeah, (laughs) up and down the court, the entire fucking third quarter, don't take any shots. None. You're like, what the f- why are you on the court? And they're on the court the entire third quarter and they don't score. So you in your head, you're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, he's going to sit for the first like three or four minutes of the fourth quarter. No, they sit him for the, what? The quarters of what? 12 minutes. They sit them for fucking mm-hmm. seven minutes. So the last five minutes of the goddamn game, you are sweating over four points. They get to the free throw line. They make one of two free throws. He's like, okay, all I need is a fucking three. Instead of them going and taking the three-point shots or just taking layups to get extra points and shit like that, you know, meet their fucking goal of what they average, you know what they do? They pass the fucking (laughs) ball. So you're sitting there like, yo, I just needed you to get fucking two, three, four points, and you can't do it. Let me give you an example of tonight because this matters to me. It's hurting my heart just to think about this shit, right? I put in a ticket for Scotty Barnes to have 25 points, Kobe White to have... 20 points. I did that ticket. I also did a ticket for Scotty Barnes to have 30 points and Colby White to have 25 points, right? Hear me out. Colby White ended with 23 points. I needed 25. That ticket was for plus 4500, 4500, 4500, whatever you want to call it, right? I put in $2. That would have essentially made me about $231. And I missed it by two points. Mm. Shit like that makes you not want to gamble anymore. You're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I could cry. I could cry right now because Lou knows, knows my fucking pain, it's yo. <laughs> like really two serious. points. And because the thing is, we know it's rigged. Right, right, right. Exactly, but we but we still do it. <laughs> it's so um, bad, yo. It's so the thing with me is like during the day. All right, you know, like if I'm at work, I'm looking at my phone on my breaks and everything. And, you know, I'm looking on Twitter, and you know, Greg sending me some stuff. I'm sending Greg some stuff that, like, it just seems like the person that you're they're betting on, like everybody is betting on the same person. Yes, that right there yes. is a red flag to me. Instant red flag you know now. And because I couldn't tell you the last time where everybody was on one player and he actually hit something. Facts. So he either gets injured or like Greg said, he played the first, you know, first half, <laughs> third quarter, you know, he's out there just running uh, wind sprints up and down the court. So, oh my God. Uh, it, it, it's super, super, super irritating. But guess what? Be right back at it tomorrow. <laughs> right back at it tomorrow. And trying to, f- like, right now I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, you know what? I really, you know, I, I wanted to try the Domino's, uh, not Domino's, the Papa John's pizza, right? The, the stuffed crust with the ricotta cheese. I was like, you know what? Let me go. And it's only going to be like $15, right? Because I have, like, these Papa Bucks. We call it the pizza dough, Papa dough or whatever. I was like, let me go and just do that. Let me just, let me use that money, right? 
And then, you know, the back of my head was like, or oh, you could just take that $15 and put it towards your bankroll so you can just bet tomorrow. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> fuck no. I'm, I'm not betting, bro. I'm not Dude, fucking I'm betting. Same, I'm the same thing. I'm like, man, I need $20 in gas. Maybe I could put ten in my bankroll and ten in my gas. Listen, y'all. Oh my God. So, and the thing, and t- like today, like Lou told uh, me, he was like, "Hey, Greg." He was like, "Bro, no more, no more plays." I still sent them three yeah. more because the, the thing is, you don't want to miss out, and we have missed out on some plays. Where we're like, "Yo, there's no fucking way." Now somebody would say we are absolutely degenerates. We <laughs> we should not be gambling. Oh. Call the number and shit like that. And it's like, no. We have seen too many hooks. When I, and for anybody who doesn't know about gambling, like hooks are when there's one or two scenarios for hooks. Like I just told you with Kobe White, where he was two points short of hitting a parlay for me, right? That's considered a hook. Another hook is when you were technically going to make that play or you want to put that ticket in. And something told you, don't put this fucking ticket in because it don't, like, either you don't have the money for it or you just don't want to play because you just had a bad vibe. Because, like Lou said, everybody was on him. And you just say, nah, fuck that. Everybody's on him. I don't want to play him. And then he has the fucking game of his life. And you're like, what the fuck? The number one thing is you don't want to miss out if it hits. Because you're you're, going to kick yourself. Let me me explain to y'all how how Lou and I work with the, with this gambling thing, right? Um, he sends plays, I send plays, and we never, like, occasionally we question, like, today we were definitely both on the same page of questions, like, yo, we've definitely seen this ticket with the same person on the ticket a lot. Like, are they worth, <laughs> are they worth being on this fucking ticket? Like, do we want them? Now, obviously, at 10 o'clock at the time we're recording, we know, no. <laughs> they absolutely should have not been on this fucking right. ticket, right? <laughs> we know this now, but there was one night, Lou and I, <laughs> I, I told him, because Lou and I exclusively really use FanDuel, right? But this ticket was on DraftKings. I only use DraftKings for the no sweats, and I'll use it if, like, I just have, like, bonus bucks or something like that, right? And the ticket that I saw on Twitter, and Lou saw it as well, and we both said the same fucking thing. We said... Peyton Pritchard, there's no fucking way he can get six rebounds and six assists. It, it, it didn't make any sense to us, right? Let me give you uh, an idea of what the fuck happened that night. Lou and I are texting. We're all, we're all in the group texting. The game happened at 7.30, right? I text Lou at 9.30, and I said, Lou, Remember that? <laughs> Remember that fucking Peyton Pritchard thing that we both saw that that capper. Shout out to uh, Stone Betting on Twitter, right? He put Stone Betting put the ticket in for fifty dollars, and I was like, "Why? Why the fuck would he put the ticket in for fifty dollars?" Right? Like Peyton Pritchard, there's no fucking way he's going to get six rebounds and six assists. He barely gets any minutes. Um, we don't know what his playing minutes are going to be, and more importantly, he's like he's my height. He's like five seven five eight. There's no fucking way he's ever going to like get six fucking rebounds. I shit you not, he gets them both. Not only... Okay, so... J- just for, like, good measure. When I said stone betting, he put 50 bucks in on this. That $50 won him $50,000. Which means, if we put in 
fucking $5, we're bankrolled for at least six months. Lou and I could comfortably be like, hey, if you give us fucking $5,000, we're like, all right, cool. We just bet, you know, when, how can I put it, Lou, for people who don't gamble? When you actually have a bankroll, you mm. babysit the shit out of it. You're like, hey, <laughs> um, I got $200. Well, I'm not going to spend... It, it, yeah, you know, that's, that's actually a good analogy. It, it's like having a toddler. It's like having a yeah. newborn. You want to take care of it. You want to nurture yep. it. You want it, yep. to, you want it to grow. <laughs> yep. Okay? But, but there's, there's always little throwbacks, you know? Yep. Uh, you know, one day your bankroll baby might take a shit. Uh, you know, yep. I, it, you just, I don't know what it is. It, you know, I, the baby eats something bad. You spend it on something bad. So yes, it, it, it yeah. You, you consider it like you know, like like a newborn child, like a, like a yeah. toddler, and you have to take care of it. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So roughly, if I don't make any money tonight, um, when I say make any money, like if they even just give me my money back, <laughs> so, so I can bet on it again, because you know, I told Lou, I was like, hey, I'm taking Thursday and Friday off. I said this. And I'm here on Thursday night telling you, I bet. Is it an addiction? Probably. Um, but it, addiction oh, sounds I, crazy. It does sound. It, it, it sounds really bad. It, it sounds crazy because you, you wouldn't think like, okay, like saying like, hey, do you have a gambling addiction? It's like, no, I don't go to casinos. And if I do, I don't go with four or $5,000. Like if people really knew what our fucking bankrolls are when we do bet, they'd be like, it's not really that serious. Like, okay, you're putting like a quarter here, a dollar here. It's like, yeah, but that exactly. fucking dollar could go to something else, <laughs> right? But there are other people <laughs> right, that I well. see who are absolute <laughs> fucking degenerates, though. Like, and when I say degenerates, like, trust fund kids. There's like a capper, I want to say his name in case he ever hears this and he wants to be a, a dickhead and be like, hey, I want to stew because you mentioned me on your podcast. Because he's actually been that petty to other people before, right? He bets because he has subscribers, right? When, again, Lou can tell you, some of these people that they deem themselves to be cappers, what they do is they get a big hit. They'll go and they'll win money once or twice, right? And Twitter or social media will be like, oh, well, they get a following from that. When they get a following from it, people want to pay them to get the exclusive plays because they think they have insight. And it's like, they don't have insights. They have a hunch. And there's a difference with gambling, right? And sometimes the hunch hits. So them, they would charge between between 20 and 100. Some, some of these cappers charge like $300 a month just for their plays. Wow. Right? Yeah, like the... the yeah, they really do. Disc- and, and they do. There's no way I'm spending that for that shit. For, Absolutely like not. Like Greg said earlier, for somebody's hunch. I'm not exactly. It's, it's just hunches. But sometimes the hunch does work. I just told you, you know, the story about the Peyton Pritchard thing. Five, if you could, five dollars would get you five thousand. If somebody told you that, hey, just put this play in, I, you know, I just have a hunch. You would probably be like, ain't no fucking way. But you have that FOMO, that fear of missing out when you see it hit, and you're like, yo, I was, I was going to put five dollars on it, but I didn't believe in it, and I could have been five thousand dollars richer, right? That, that's us every day. We're like, you know what? Even if we put like. For me, if I put a quarter on it and the play gets me 12 bucks, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I put a quarter in and get $12. That's more money to bet on the next day. So you're accruing a bankroll, right? And I'm, I know I'm talking to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, that's like, that's somebody who's like too far in on gambling. I'm like, let me explain. 
there are some of those cappers that I'm telling y'all about who, like I said, charge between 50 and, you know, 20 to $100 for their hunch. But they take that same subscriber money and they make plays with subscriber money. So when you see these cappers going and they say, you know what, I, you know, I turned a hundred dollar ticket into twenty thousand dollars. You're like, wait, wait a fucking minute. Like, how, like, how do they have the money to make all these hunches and all these plays? Guess what? You're the reason <laughs> the subscriber is right. Like if if I give like if I give Lou fifty dollars a month to say, hey, give me plays, like give me what your hunch is for these games. And he gives me, you know, five plays a day, right? But he also has 50 other people doing the exact same thing. He has essentially like an unlimited bankroll because he has subscribers paying for him to be able to create his hunches. And a lot of those cappers do that. So when you see them hit big and you're like, wait a minute, I'm grateful for the fact that I hit for my little $200 because I put $2 in. But then when I see that they put in $200 and they ended up winning 20 grand off of it. You're like, damn, if only I had the $200, right? And Lou and I, I would think we both agree with the idea of we would bet higher if our bankrolls would allow it, right? Like if Lou and I, I think when we, when, when we first started, when, not when we first started gambling, because I think you were doing it before I was, but when I got into this, I already said, if I ever hit for five or six figures, I'm just going to delete the app. I have a goal in mind of this is a number that, you know what? I would just delete the fucking app. I've told myself if I win $50,000 on like a $5 bet or something like that, like something outrageous, like if I do a five leg parlay, that's like plus, you know, 16,000, which again, that's like a, a number is like, there's no fucking way you're going to have a 16,000 to one chance of, you know, hitting this parlay and it hits. It's done this before, right? Like I've done it before. Like we talked about in August of last year, the $5 bet that I hit that was for 4,000, right? And I told Lou, I was like, I'm going, I'm cashing this shit out. Anybody would tell you, like, I said, hey, I cashed out for uh, the 4,000 or whatever. I put some in the Roth IRA. I went and I, you know, gave the wife some. I gave Lou some. I gave Cashley some. I gave Q some. I went and, you know, gave my niece money. You know, she was in school, you know, at college. I was like, hey, take this money. Here, here's $100. Because again, I felt like I was, you know, Big ball and shot calling at that point, right? Here's where shit went wrong. I left seven hundred dollars in <laughs> in the bankroll, right? And what I didn't do was bet responsibly. So instead of keeping my unit management to be like, all right, cool, you have a seven hundred dollar bankroll now for FanDuel, keep making those twenty five fifty cent plays. Oh no. Greg did an absolute dickhead move. Now we're just making $10, $20 plays. <laughs> what the fuck? Greg, what are you doing? What are you doing? In, so, In your defense, <laughs> if, if I did the same thing, like if I had won that, you know, that, that amount too, like four or five grand, I ain't going to lie. I'd be doing the same thing. I, I guarantee you I would. I'm yeah, like, oh, I got it's, 700 here. I could bet 25, 50 bucks instead of 25, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, and yeah, I, I see exactly where you're going. And remember, Lou, this isn't a thick of baseball. This is right before playoffs. Every day there's gambling. And towards the tail end of the baseball season, it just started going left. Baseball just, it was still making money for me, but I can't wait. I was the main one who I told you, I was like, yo, I fucking hate baseball. I've never bet baseball. I don't understand it. I can't fucking wait for baseball to get back because 
NBA has been shit. It's been so much shit that, and honestly, this has been since the end season tournament. It's been this bad. It's been this bad that even the NBA segment that we used to have, where we used to shit on Kyrie and stuff like that. It's not that we don't want to shit on Kyrie because he's actually been playing good. The NBA is so bad that I can't keep up with who's playing this week because this person's injured or this person's taking a break or the, you know, the, I think the only news is that the fucking uh, Siakam got traded. That's it. That's, that's NBA for the week for me. And we want, we literally follow and tail NBA all week, but there's no stories because games are being blown out. When I say blown out, there was a game. What's this? It was MLK day. Fucking Martin Luther King day. There was what a, I think it was like a five or six uh, slate game. Four of the games were blowouts in the first quarter. At this point, the bench is like sitting. There was a game last week, Lou, where, you know, me as a Celtics fan, I'm upset because the Celtics are getting blown out so much. They came out after halftime. They didn't even have their fucking jerseys on. They just sat for the second half. This is against Milwaukee. What, wait, wasn't that MLK Day? Whatever day. It might have been. I think that's what, when it was. Yeah, it had to have been Monday, MLK Day, because Boston was playing Milwaukee in Milwaukee, and they were getting blown out so bad that they went into the tunnel, and then they came back after halftime, and they didn't have their jerseys on. They had the white, just T-shirts. And I was like, oh, there's no fucking way. I got fucking $10 on this game. And here you go. Just, uh, again. Now, that's just from the gambling aspect of the NBA. Let's talk about going to these fucking games. My my brother-in-law, he hates the Wizards, loves the Lakers. He um, goes to Wizards games because he likes to see like the up-and-coming stars and stuff like that. Can you imagine that you go to, just say as a Lakers fan, you go to the Staples Center, right? You know for a fact that you know LeBron is going to be playing Luka that night, right? But they say 10 minutes before tip-off, hey, well, you know what? LeBron's going to sit today, but since LeBron is sitting, Luka's going to sit as well. And they're playing the the bench. And you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? I pay two, three hundred dollars for these tickets. Right. And that's where people yeah. that's where they made that new rule because uh yeah. um Greg Popovich did that a few years back. And now they have that new rule that um if you're sitting them for quote unquote injury management, then you know, you have to let the you know, the the public know like way ahead of time. Like I think it's exactly. Exactly. So, so. Uh, again, let, let, let's just move on. Cause again, I'm, we've already talked about the NBA longer than we should, right? Let, let's get to the NFL really quick. So what we'll do is we'll just do a quick recap of, you know, the wild card week, which yeah. it was, and then we'll go into our predictions knowing what we know now. Right. So the wild card week, um, the Browns, Lost to the Texans 45 to 14 in a blowout game. The Dolphins lost to the Chiefs 26 to 7. The Lions beat the Rams 24 to 23. The Packers surprisingly beat the Cowboys 48 to 32. The Yeah, yeah, it's this is getting nuts. The fucking Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 32 to 9 on Monday night, right? Now we could talk about Dallas and the Eagles next week because, uh, again, we're going to need something to kind of like facilitate football for that week, right? 
I want to start by just saying Lou is fucking on to something. <laughs> He's on to something in a major way because if y'all aren't familiar or you didn't listen to last week's episode, Lou predicted that the Super Bowl would be essentially the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans. Right now, they are looking like the strongest teams outside of Tampa Bay in the playoffs right now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I want to get, oh, and if someone says, well, what about Green Bay? Green Bay, they beat Dallas. I, if they win this week, then I'll be surprised. If they can beat the 49ers, then I'm literally, I have to eat crow, and I will apologize, right? Um, but that that is what it is. Before we get into the predictions of the divisional round, I really do want us to talk about the Steelers really quick, Lou. Um, the Steelers and the Bills. That's why I left those off. Um, I'll just say my one piece, and then I want you to just go in. Um the Bills aren't as good as we thought that they were. That's my piece. <laughs> that, that, that's my piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my piece. Um, if, if, if Pittsburgh had all the things that Lou said in August and September that they needed in order to be a successful team, and they were a successful team, I think that they had a overall a really good season, they would have beat Buffalo easily. Truthfully, somebody would say Greg's being an asshole about this. If this game would have happened on Sunday instead of having an extra day in Buffalo, or even just allowed it to be a snow game, Pittsburgh would have won that game. I'll shut up and I'm gonna just let Lou go ahead and have it. Okay. Well, you know, number one, you're right. The Steelers probably shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. Um. Mike Tomlin completely overachieved as a head coach this year. He had so many injuries on the defense. Uh, the running game, uh, you know, the running game picked up second half of the season. Second half of the season, the running game was like probably, I think, top seven, top eight, something like that. Um, you know, you fire your offensive coordinator halfway during the year. And now everyone's question is, is Kenny Pickett the answer. I don't know. I I mean, you know, when Tomlin had his uh, his uh, press conference today, <laughs> like, you know, for the offseason, and basically, uh, he said that Pickett is right now, he's the number one quarterback next year. Well, there's only two quarterbacks on the roster because Mason Rudolph create. So <laughs> it's Heaven Mr. Bitsneeds or bring in whoever. And he said it will be a QB competition. But as of right now, pick it number one. All right, great. Um, wow. The offensive coordinator <laughs> that they replaced um, mm-hmm. halfway through the season, they're not coming back. They said that they're going to bring in a new offensive coordinator outside of the organization. I like that. I, I, cause they always are known for just promoting from within. <clears throat> and I do think they need to go out and get someone like a, like a Bruce Arians or, um, who's the guy from the Washington OC that was Casey's OC? Yep. Um, I know you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Well, like, you know, someone like him. Um, I'm glad they're going to do that. But as of right now, they, 
I don't know. Um, they could have won that game. They they very easily could have won that game. Couple penalties, couple bad calls, couple throws, whatever. Uh, yeah, they had every possibility to win that game, but they didn't. That's, that's fine. I didn't expect them to win. That's which is why I'm not, you know, too upset about it. Yeah. They put up a fight against the number two seed. You know, I'm, I'm cool with it. So, okay. you know, we move on to the offseason and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just see what, with the uh, free agency and the draft break. Okay. Well, with that being said, we, before we get out of here, let, let's just do the divisional round. There's only four games, luckily. Um, so okay. let's start with the Texans and the Ravens. Who do you have, Lou? Houston. Okay. He's sticking with them. This is what I like to hear. This is what I like to hear. Okay. I'm going to go with the Texans as well because I have money on them now. And we're going there. We're going there. Um, Saturday at, um, again, both of those are Saturday games. So this one is the second of the Saturday games. Um, at 8.15, the Packers and the Niners. Who do you have? I want to take Green Bay, but I got to go with San Francisco. Okay. Got to pick okay. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going with San Francisco because Lord knows I, I don't want this, this narrative of Green Bay doing it with Jordan Love because I don't even know the receivers. There's that. Um, then we have Sunday at 3 p.m. We have the Buccaneers visiting in Detroit, the first divisional game for them in God knows how long. Like the Detroit. Yeah. It has to be over 40 years because they haven't even been in the playoffs in, what, 37? So it had to be longer, right? They're playing Sunday uh, at 3 p.m. That was their first home playoff game last week in 30 years. They said. Yep. So, so as who, far as the divisional, yeah, it's probably way longer. So who do you have, though? Do you have the Bucks or do you uh, have the Lions? Uh, Detroit. Yeah. All right, we're staying. We're staying. We're gonna keep the parlay going. Let's go, Lou. Let's go. I'm going with Detroit as well because, again, I got money invested in them. And right now, the way that this looks is, if Lou and I, I don't know if Lou put the money in, but if they make it to the the conference championships for January the 28th, right, we could technically cash out if we, you know, if you put in three dollars now, I think you could cash out. If they win both, you know, this game on, you know, the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, we can cash out for about 400 bucks. If they win the conference championship, we win $829. That, that, that's a little bit of piece of information for y'all. But again, I already put my money in and I'm ready to go. I'm ready for it. Um, final game, Sunday night, 6.30 p.m., the Kansas City Chiefs doesn't say – Oh, now this is crazy. Um, wasn't expecting this. It's in Buffalo. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. was Kansas not City got that the one. three seed, and Buffalo got the two seed. Uh, That's I'm crazy. Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo too. So, Lou, I actually think what, both of us are just hoping that this happens. Right. So, um. <laughs> The way that we're hoping that this happens is the conference championship essentially would be the 49ers and the Lions and the Bills and the Texans. And the, the and conference championship. What, if that Bills-Texans game uh, 
you know, happen, Houston's winning that shit. Yeah, because it would happen in Houston, right? No, no, it would be in Buffalo. It would be in Buffalo, okay. Yeah, but I don't don't care. Houston's on a roll right now. Like, yeah, I'm taking them all the way. I'm I'm ready for this. I'm ready for it mainly because I'm absolutely going to cash out <laughs> if on uh, Monday morning when they give me the offer of four hundred dollars. Take give me the money, please. I'll take the four hundred and I'll roll five dollars back into it for the conference championships. Because yeah, I, again we talked about bankroll. We need that. Um, outside of that, um, this has been the sports desk. Uh, I'm Greg. That is Lou. That is Cashley. Uh, we will be having, again, a full slate next Monday. We'll be back at the normal schedule. We'll talk all the things. We'll probably start a little bit earlier because tonight was kind of a little bit crazy for a Thursday. I do want to just let people know, you know, again, if you want to record live or leave a voicemail live, join us on stereo at, I say, 830. And you can listen to the show live and you can also leave those voicemails. So there's that. If you want to leave a comment on like the apple uh podcast app we will read that loud as well you know aloud as well also just last little thing as you know we should say lou is gonna actually i'm gonna put in the show notes i'm gonna start putting our referral links for the sports books so i'll do DraftKings and lou will do FanDuel. so if you do want to join you can join that way you know you get a hundred dollars and we get a hundred dollars as well so I think that's a fair estimate for us to do for the sports book. But that will start next week. Uh, I also want to shout out to our podcast editor. Shout out to Ian. He's, you know, he's going through some things right now. But I want to just, you know, give him grace and say thank you for doing what you've been doing for the sports desk this long, yeah. as well as Young Black and Bother. Thank you for everything you do. And again, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. Peace out. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 